I'm in a in a this is Amita Switlow. I'm in the backyard of a house in Ottawa and I'm there's a reunion of people that served in Uganda and George Bell is one of them. And the strange thing is, George, we have kind of a connection and that you taught at the Aga Khan Secondary School. George, where did you come from originally before you went to Uganda? Well from Toronto. Toronto. And did you finish your degree before you went? Yes. From U of T? Mm-hmm. And what did you study? Actuarial science. Actuarial science. So I'm thinking the science of? Well, it's the science of measuring risk. Uh, so it's oh, probabilities like. and statistics and mathematics. I've heard that term in, in insurance mm -hmm. companies. That's okay. right. All yeah. right. So you go, what made you decide to go serve with QSO? Well, I had. Uh, uh, I had had a wonderful education uh, in Canada, and I thought before I went into my career full time uh, that I would, in a sense, give something back. And uh, um, a number of my friends had served overseas with other organizations, and uh, I was interested in um, doing something similar to that. I thought that would be a great idea for two or three years, and uh, QSO was uh, the organization that I became aware of. Uh, it was a secular organization and that uh, appealed to me. Mm -hmm. And they had a program uh, around the world so um, I wouldn't be limited in where I would go. Mm -hmm. And uh, because they were so um, large, uh, I, I felt that uh, in a sense I would be in good hands if I were involved with them. All right, so then you get an assignment to Uganda. To Uganda, and... Uh, what years? Set, well, it was this would be the summer of 71. Okay. And um, I became aware of this uh, in the spring of 71, and, and I was aware of uh, the fact that there had been a military coup earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. And so there was some discussion back and forth as to whether this is in fact where I would go, but uh, it turned out that that's where I did go. So you end up in probably an interesting hotspot because Idi Amin at the time, uh, well at, at, at one point in the, whilst you were there, decided that all the Indians had to leave. And you were teaching at the Aga Khan Secondary School, which had the majority of students were Indians. That's right. I'd say probably... 50 to 60 percent were Asian, mm -hmm. and then um, there would be maybe 25 to 30 percent African, yeah. and uh, maybe 10 percent or so um, European. European. It was a good school. What did you teach there? Mathematics. Okay, and were they pretty bright? Did they catch yes. on? Yes. Uh, well, of course, uh, there, were, it, there were six classes, six grades rather, uh -huh. and um, in the junior grades there were more classes. Um, my home group was what was described as the lower sixth and so um, oh. I would have them uh, for that year because I went in August so I finished that year with them and then I continued to be their homeroom teacher um, through the next year as well and uh, so I taught them mathematics but then I also taught uh, other classes in first second and I think fourth year so um 
the day that you hear that the Indians have to leave, Asians, you you call them Asians and that's what we used to call ourselves there yeah. and now all of a sudden we... <laughs> um, the next day, were they well, at school? No, um, th th there was utter confusion um, and I'm sure that that confusion would not have necessarily occurred at most schools in uh, Uganda, certainly at a school that was all African, there would be no there would not have been a problem because none of the students would have been affected but at this school where the majority of the students were affected there was utter confusion not only were there um, a lot of students who were Asian but a fair amount of the staff were Asian the majority would have been European but there would have there was a good number that were Asian and a number of Africans as well so uh, I live right across the road from the school and so I went over to the school and I was told that there would be no classes that day until the situation clarified and uh, over the course of the next couple of months the situation never really did clarify so we never went back into the classroom after after uh, Idi Amin uh, communicated the uh, contents of his dream. So you never went back to the school <coughs> to teach again? No, no I, I would have been back in the school property, uh, you know, perhaps yeah. meet, meeting teachers or whatever, but uh, there was never another uh, uh, formal class. You never got to say goodbye never to got those to, kids. Well, I didn't get to say goodbye to those kids, but it was interesting. Um, first of all, there, there were students of the different racial groups in, in classes that I was in, and so I didn't really have an opportunity to say goodbye to any of them, whatever the racial group. But uh, among the Asians, a good number of them ended up in uh, either in the U.S. or in the U.K. or in Canada. And uh, I've had the opportunity to meet a, a good number of them since uh, I came home. In fact, it was kind of interesting that I went on to Botswana uh, and taught there for another 14 months. And by the time I got home, um, about two years after the stream, um, a good number of uh, my students were already in Canada and had already, uh, you know, laid the roots in Canada, in, Canada in, in the education system and so on. <laughs> and so it was kind of interesting coming home and, and greeting students who, uh, <laughs> you know, who had greeted me when I arrived in Uganda. <laughs> so. Well, what an amazing time that you were there. And then you continued on in Botswana. Yes, I continued on in Botswana. And... Uh, of course, the Aga Khan school was a uh, was a was a an urban school, mm. and uh, and there were some students who um, lived in a residence nearby. Uh, but some of the staff lived right across the road from uh, from the school. In fact, one of the teachers, uh, Mr. Merchant, uh, who I think was the vice principal at the time, mm. and an Asian. Um, I, I met him and his wife Zarina in London uh, and we continued a, a friendship probably for about five or ten years after uh, after we returned obviously at a certain point in time in life one's get busy one's life uh, turns uh, you know when you begin to have family or yeah. have other interests so we've lost track of the merchants but certainly for a good five or ten years we uh, we enjoyed uh, visiting uh, usually in London because he wasn't too keen on coming to Toronto so I want to say thank you so much and on um, for all the students that were taught by Mr. Bell and never get got to say goodbye. I know where he is. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you.